Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to go right back to the roots. You start on a podcast, you need to have a good concept, you need to have a good niche. We're going to talk about what differentiates a good one from a bad one, how you can make your concept better, um, and slag off the really bad ones. Great. First of all, step one, be more niche. Yeah. So if you want to, no, 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 shh. If you want to talk to interesting people, <laughs> piss off. Right? Yeah. Yeah, th- that's not a podcast. You're not gonna. You're not gonna unless you're already someone. That that sounds horrible. Unless you've already got a big following, right? And your podcast is just gonna be like, I'm gonna have interesting conversations with interesting yeah, people. E- e- no, don't bother. The thing is, everybody thinks they have interesting stories, and to be fair, everybody does have interesting stories. But your audience won't care about your guests' interesting stories. Unless they're well known, right. do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, or unless it's like outrageous, you yeah. you can lean into clips. The only way of succeeding in that space is really leaning into clips yeah. and getting clips of some. Wild, I've seen some crazy comments <laughs> on TikTok from people I don't know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That stuff works, but as a podcast, as long form content, no. So be more niche. I talk about this podcast is podcast, very very specific. Now we could talk about. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, SEO, block, right? And it'd be the creator's podcast. But if you're specifically coming for podcasting advice, you're only going to be served one out of 10 episodes, right? Because I'm talking about all this other stuff, all these other social platforms. And you're probably thinking, you don't actually serve me enough. I'm going to go find somebody else. So you're going to, the more broad you are, you're going to lose audience retention because you're not hitting the same people every time you need to be providing value to the same people every single week consistently because that's how you build it up over time so be more niche and ideally if you can combine two niches so for example we are helping people with podcasting but our expertise really is integrating that into a business is monetizing your business by using a podcast to build your authority create social content and really get more leads and also social media like we do a lot of content around social media now but it all links to podcasting we never talk about purely like how to write a good social media post and yeah the podcasting but we recorded an episode earlier on interacting with creators on social media but it's all linked to podcasting it's like other podcasters or how to promote your podcast it right also took over 100 episodes to get to that as yeah. well Do you know what I mean like for the first 30 40 it was very very specific being broad is a luxury that most people cannot afford. And that's why you see even Stephen Bartlett, Diver CEO, it was way more specific and niche early on. And now it's just, you know, famous people crying. But that took a long time to get to that point. So how do you come up with it? What do you already know? And what can you talk about every week for at least 12 months? Now, what do you already know? Now, you don't have to be an expert. It could just be something you're really interested in developing and learning more, or it could be something that you've been an expert in for a very long time. But the key thing is you can talk about it every week for a year, and that's how you know it's going to work. And then step two on that is, can you monetize it? Does it integrate into a product or service you already have? So sometimes people say, oh, you know, I've got too many ideas. You know, I'm... um." an accountant and you know i help property investors save millions on their tax uh, but i'm also really into knitting i'm not sure which podcast it is are you joking <laughs> knitting obviously yeah. <laughs> do the one that's going to get you a ton of leads into your business and actually make you money even better idea scrap both ideas and talk to interesting people <laughs> <laughs> about knitting yeah. <laughs> 
wow. Interesting. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's plenty of things that, that we're both interested in outside of our profession. Luckily, one of the things I genuinely do enjoy talking about is podcasting. I'm a big podcast listener anyway, and it just so happens to be my business. So that's how you build your authority within that space. You get some leads, but also you're already well connected. Like most of the people we interview are people we already know and are connected with that can provide good value. Whereas if I was to, let's say, you know, we both like boxing, but I don't know anybody in the boxing space. So where am mm. I going to get guests from if I needed them? Like you're just starting from scratch. It's just making your, making your life so much more difficult. If you had to start a podcast, you can't do podcasting now or like podcasting leading into business. That, that sort of concept. If you had to start a new podcast, what would you start? I wouldn't. Do you know, is there not anything else you think you could start a podcast around? Maybe, but not something that I'm like passionate about that enough. can also generate income. Yeah. And like, it is, I'm not going to stick to anything else for a hundred plus episodes. Not currently. Give me a few more months and maybe I'll say golf, but we'll <laughs> see. You know, that's that addiction is brewing. Yeah. But it, do you know what I mean? I, I think don't just have a podcast for the sake of having a podcast because what's the point? It needs to have an actual purpose. You need to assign meaning to it for you to actually assign the mental sort of capacity to making that thing work. If you just think, oh, it would be nice to have one. It's a bit of a passion project. Oh, I'd like to talk to interesting people. That's not going to last. No way. That's not going to carry on. The first thing I ask everyone I speak to who's either inquiring about one of our training courses or working with us on the production side of things is what is your podcast to you? Is it a passion project, something you do for a bit of fun? Or is it something that you intend to make a business out of? Because if the answer's it's a bit of fun, maybe see what happens in the future, but it's a passion project, then don't spend thousands of pounds with us. It's not worth your money, right? Just do it for the fun. You, uh, like, you've got maybe a tiny percentage chance that it blows up because it happens occasionally. I'll speak with someone like, oh, I saw it as a bit of fun. It done really well. But 99% of the time, it's not going to, but it doesn't matter because you're doing it for fun. That way you're not spending thousands of pounds, right? But then flip it if it's someone looking to do it from a business point of view then i can go right start asking further questions because that's what we're experts in and it's worth investing in if you're doing it as a business opportunity because what business do you start for free right um but if it is a passion project that's fine but don't expect to get anything out of it it's probably not going to lead to much let's be fair because if you don't assign the meaning to it you're not going to assign the resource to it and if you think oh, I'll just create a podcast. You've got no clue, right? If you're new to podcasting, you haven't done any training on it at all, and you just go, I'll upload a podcast sort of as and when, or even if you go to every week, is it going to blow up? No, because you're not going to know how to do it, and you're not going to spend the time to do it. Because if you really want to force it to be successful, you can, but you need to put a lot of hours in. For sure. And I mean... In the ideal world, you're both as well, by the way. So you, it's a passion project, but also a business opportunity. Yeah, like because, I love doing this. Yeah, like when I say that to people, they're like, oh, well, it's a business opportunity, but I'm passionate about it. I'm like, oh, that's great. What I mean yeah. by a passion project is it's like, oh, I want to talk about this thing I like, but I don't really have any goals for it. Um, and often the easiest way to tell is by asking who their listener is. And this is, I think, the most important step that's overlooked. And it's sometimes you can take it even further back. So reverse engineering it to who their ideal client is. If I'm talking to you it's like who is your ideal client who is our ideal client it's someone who's an expert in their space looking to get leads and grow the personal brand right mm. so then we you go who's your ideal listener it should be the exact same person what do those people want to learn how to create content to generate leads what's all of our content about or more specifically for us it's podcasting but 
how to leverage a podcast to grow your personal brand, generate leads, whatever it is, right? Working back from the listener, when people are unsure around their concept, they've got a few ideas, but they're looking to do it as a business. It's like, who is, if you had to describe someone who would take you up on your services, I get you get different people do it, but what do most of them look like? What's their avatar? Who mm. are they? And then working back from there, what do those guys want to listen to? How can you create content that they want to listen to and make it so they're going to spend an hour of their week listening to you, that specific person? Yeah, I mean, that's how you know your niche, reverse engineer it. And then what you can then do is once you know who your ideal client is, you can get some of your clients on your show, which allows you to have them as essentially a case study or testimonial as content. One thing that we do is what's the most commonly asked questions that our clients ask or potential clients ask? Create content because if they're thinking it, other people are thinking it. And then who do they follow as well? Who do, who do all your clients follow? So for us, it's other, other creators in the space. Like if we were massive, we could get on the likes of Alex Wallace, someone like that, business creators. These would be perfect for us, right? Mm. Like we've had Simon Squibb on this podcast, for example. He's a really good example of that. So who do your ideal clients follow that would want to see? That, so that person, to call him a famous person, Alex Wallace, their followers are the people that would get value from our content, right? Mm. So then you can interview people that you think your clients follow. For sure. So that leads into the names. I've said this a few times, but if you're, if you're new as a listener, then to name your podcast, it should be two to four words, does what it says on the tin, right? So don't have anything funny or a pun, like clever wordplay, because if you're not already well known, you are solely reliant on it being searchable. And let's say, hypothetically, I'm brand new to your niche, your industry, perhaps English might even be my second language. It needs to be very plain, non sort of jargon, does what it says on the tin. So if somebody reads the podcaster's podcast, they know it's a podcast about podcasting. I'll make a joke out of it. And you could, how many times can you say the word podcast? It's, yeah. it's the podcaster's podcast, a podcast for podcasters about podcasting, right? Wow. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Make sure it does exactly what it says on the tin. And it doesn't always need the word podcast in it. Sometimes it sounds good, right? But a lot of the time it's a waste of a word. So be very clear about who your audience is. Be as specific as you can as possible in terms of who your audience is and what your content is. You're not just a marketing podcast if your expertise is helping dentists get more bookings, right? You need to lean into that. Combining two niches is the ideal way. I was going to say, it's the hack, isn't it? It's a niche within a niche, right? Yeah. Find a niche and then that's probably got like 12 sub-niches maybe. Yeah. One of those, right? For us, content is our niche. It's content about content and then niche even further down to podcasts and all even further than that, podcasting with a purpose. To, yeah, to it's, it's podca- right? podcasting for business is essentially the yeah. niche. Well, listen, it's as simple as that. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't, look at everyone else's chapter 30 and compare that to your chapter one. So when I look at things like Joe Rogan, Stephen Bartlett, or even some of the clients we've been working with for a little bit longer, people look at them and go, oh, I want, you know, that show. It's like, okay, that's fine. But they didn't have that show for the first five years. I compare it to like a a bodybuilder. Like I'm not going to copy what they're doing now once they've done like a Mr. Olympia. Like what were they doing when they first started to get that big? Do you know what I mean? Because like, the workout's different. Or if you look at somebody who's really wealthy, like don't look at the investments they're making now. What did they do when they had no money like you? So and that's why podcasters can succeed when they're not at that high level because someone who's in a similar situation to you but maybe one step ahead might be the ideal person to le- learn from. Mm. Look sideways for a... Oh, fuck, forgot the quote halfway through it. 
what was it? Look sideways for inspiration, not comparison. That's yeah. it. Well um, Nailed it. Yeah, got there in the end. Round of applause. <laughs> but I really, I really like that quote because you, it's easy to look at like, oh, what um, am I doing better than them? Am I doing better than them? But it's actually like, what are they doing that's helping them? And maybe you got something from someone else, which if you integrate both of them, you're going to be doing even better again. So that's, yeah, I really like that point you make. Yeah, I think what's really important to understand is people think if I'm really niche, I'm alienating a potential audience, but you're doing the opposite because the more specific you are, chances are nobody's doing that. So if, for example, we were the first podcast about podcasting. So if you wanted to start a podcast and we were the first people creating specific content for independent creators who want to monetize their show, we were the only ones. Whereas it would be so easy to go, oh, you know, there's millions of people who want to be creators across all the channels. We're alienating all of those. Like, no, because if you do that, you're so broad that nobody finds you anyway. The more specific you are, the quicker it is to be found. And chances are, if you look right now onto Reddit, onto Facebook, onto LinkedIn, there will be groups and forums of people with tens of thousands of people in it specific to your very, very niche content. Therefore, you're not niche at all because even if you just got 10% of those people, you'd be flying. So go into those groups, promote your new show. They'll love it because it's super niche and it answers their very, very specific problems and pain points. You build that loyal following. And once you've got that loyal following, they will come initially for your content, but they will stick around for you. Now we've got a set of sort of loyal followers that engage in anything we do. So if I was to pivot my content and start talking more broadly about business or owning an agency, those people probably still engage in that context are now brought into me rather than just the podcast or, you know, talking about podcasting. And that's why I say being broad is a luxury because you start super niche, you build that loyal following, and then you're allowed to be broad and kind of do whatever you want because that loyal following will just go wherever you are. Right? Rob's a perfect example of this. Rob Moore started in property then sort of pivoted to entrepreneurship and now more creator, podcasting, YouTube, social media. And he's had people that have followed him through that journey over the last 15 years. But if you look at all of his socials, it used to all be property. Now he doesn't talk about it at all. But he's still got loads of people who followed him because of the property stuff, following him on how to launch a YouTube or a successful podcast. So be very niche follow the system to create a good concept and a good title that works and then thank us later message us or email us or linkedin message us wherever you'll find us in the show notes someone to message us your niche your concept whether it's your existing show or one that you plan on launching even more valuable if you haven't launched it yet right mm. but message us your niche or your idea yeah no your niche and we will rate it out of 10 i like that and then we'll counter off it with a better niche love that unless you've got the best niche like but you don't podcasting podcasting for podcasting yeah that is it. so do that also if it's an email clarify that it's from this podcast episode because otherwise our producers will be looking at it like what on earth is this <laughs> um so, <laughs> if, <laughs> so if you could just title it the podcast is podcast episode whatever um and just send but niche and then whatever it is like carpentry for 62 year olds right that is too niche but and then we will rate your niche out of 10 and give you feedback can I rate that call to action out of 10? <laughs> it was, was over the gas, Awful, mate. but I, I thought of it on the fly, and I'm, uh, I tend to talk before, I think. So um, that's why it was a bit dragged out, but you get the vibe. You could tell. Anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>